Georgina, you're a boy, she said artfully, and tuck in, as you so vulgarly call it, without thinking. I'm saying nothing against the supper, but I'm sure that Peppino and Colonel Boucher would have felt better this morning if they had been wiser last night. But that's not the real point. I want to show Miss Bracely, and I'm sure she will be grateful for it, the sort of entertainment that has contented us at Rhizome for so long. I will frame it on her lines. I will ask all and sundry to drop in with just a few hours' notice, as she did. Everything shall be good, and there shall be about it all something that I seemed to miss last night. There was a little bit, how shall I say it, a little bit of the footlights about it all, and the footlights didn't seem to me to have been extinguished at church time this morning. The singing of that very fine aria was theatrical. I can't call it less than theatrical. She fixed Georgie with her black beady eye and smoothed her undulated hair. Theatrical, she said again. Now, let us have our coffee in the music room. Shall Lucia play a little bit of Beethoven to take out any nasty taste of gramophone? Me no likey gramophone at all, never. Georgie now began to feel himself able to sympathise with that surfeited swain who thought how happy he could be with either were t'other dear charmer away. Certainly he had been very happy with Lucia all these years, before t'other dear charmer alighted in Rhizome, and now he felt that should Lucia decide, as she had often so nearly decided, to spend the winter on the Riviera, Rhizome would still be a very pleasant place of residence. He never was quite sure how seriously she had contemplated a winter on the Riviera, for the mere mention of it had always been enough to make him protest that Rhizome could not possibly exist without her. But today, as he sat and heard, rather than listened to, a series of slow movements, with a brief and hazardous attempt at the scherzo of the moonlight, he felt that if any talk of the Riviera came up, he would not be quite so insistent as to the impossibility of Rhizome continuing to exist without her. He could, for instance, have existed perfectly well this Sunday afternoon if Lucia had been even at Timbuktu or the Antipodes, for as he went away last night Olga had thrown a casual intimation to him that she would be at home if he had nothing better to do and cared to drop in. Certainly he had nothing better to do, but he had something worse to do. 